Welcome to Studio Berlin, our current affairs show here on KCRW Berlin. I'm your host, Sylvia Cunningham. On today's show, we are looking at Germany's Grundgesetz, or basic law. More specifically, we are looking at one single word in it, Rasse, or in English, race, which is mentioned in Section 3 of Article 3 of the country's constitution. Here's how it reads. Niemand darf wegen seines Geschlechtes, seiner Abstammung, seiner Rasse, seiner Sprache, No person shall be favored or disfavored because of sex, parentage, race, language, homeland and origin, faith or religious or political opinions. No person shall be disfavored because of disability. It's this paragraph that Germany's Green Party wants to change. Their proposal to remove Rasse, or race, from the nation's basic law has started a heated debate. Proponents of removing it say it is linked to Nazi ideology, and this change is long overdue. Others say this move is too hasty and would actually harm people of color. So in this half hour, we want to look at what the term race means in Germany. Joining me on the line is Werner Graf. He is the chairman of the Greens in Berlin. Welcome, Werner. Hello. Good to have you on the show. So, Vanna, this proposal from the Greens comes at a time when there is this heightened focus on racism in the country and also, of course, around the world. Was there any one catalyst for coming out with this proposal now, or is it something that the Greens had talked about in the past? We talk about this for a very long time. For 10 years, the first time it was where we said this word should come out of our uh, basic law, but um, then not a lot of people said that this would be a good idea. Now um, in Germany also happened a lot of racial discrimination, happened a lot of racial um, murders and things like this. We had in Hanau, in Halle uh, a lot of uh, action from the very right-wing persons against people of colors and this is why the new debate came up and then the international debate from America started also and so we tried to put out the word race from our constitution again. Do you think that there is more political will for this change than there was a decade ago? Yes, a lot of. Um, the, this has really changed. For 10 years ago there was only a second party, the left uh, wing party who said this would be a good idea. Now also the social democrats, the, also the liberals and parts of the conservative party that talk about it. Also our Chancellor Merkel has said that it should be a good idea and that we should discuss and think about it. So what is your argument for taking out the word Rasse entirely? There are two. The first is the word Rasse is in Germany a very, very historical bad word. So it is came from the Nazis used this. Um, they used the Rassegesetze to uh, go against the Jews. And this is why it's very bad connotated in Germany and has a very bad um, sentence there. As they founded Germany, this was good because they would like to make a clear point against this old history. But now we are just a long time later. And if you look into this paragraph, there's, they talk about the, that nobody should be discriminated because of his gender, because of his religion, because of his origin and things. And these are all things which really exist. But race, races, does not exist. They are only human beings. So um, we should put out this and put another word inside, like racial discrimination, which describes this, what's happened there. Or you talk about ethical, social, and territorial origin, for example. 
Okay, so replacing the word race with something like racial discrimination kind of is a workaround to say that we're not saying there are different races, but we are saying there is discrimination. Yes, but this is how the reality is. There is discrimination. There is discrimination because people think there are races, but there are no races. And I think in the Constitution and the basic law from Germany, we should be very clear and correct with the words. And this is why we should describe the phenomenon, but not say that there are something like races. So later in the show, we will hear from a black scholar who recently wrote a piece in Tats. Um, and she said that this conversation shouldn't be led by white people. Are you getting input from the black community in Germany or from non-white people on, on this debate? Yes, yes, we do. Um, and I think he's right. Um, we have to look that we, when we talk about anti-discrimination and about racism in Germany, that not always white people say what we should do. And this is why we as a Green Party have a big connection to organizations with black people, with um, the new um, uh, organizations in Germany, and we're being connected to them and speak a lot with them. And, and I think it's very, very important that this is always in a connection to each other and not only a project of white people. Okay. And one last thing, because um, your office is here in Berlin in Mitte and not far from the site of another debate, which is the U-Bahn station Mohrenstrasse. Um, so the BVG, Berlin's Transit Authority, announced recently that they plan to rename that stop, which has long been controversial because it is a derogatory reference to black people. What do you think about uh, this move? This move is a perfect example for what we discussed before, because there was a very good attention of the BVG, uh, but it was just a good attention, but they didn't do it good, because they didn't talk to the uh, black people organization. They didn't talk to the uh, organization of the people who take care about these issues. And then they came um, for them out of the box with a suggestion where many people say, oh, it's not so good. And I think this should be renamed, but this has to be a process. You have to connect with the people who... Um, are active in this field. And we are talking about this Emstraße now for seven, eight, ten years. Um, and there are a lot of NGOs who take care about it. And you should include them. And then you get a good decision. Well, it is an interesting discussion. Werner Graf is the chairman of the Green Party in Berlin. Thank you for your time today, Werner. You're welcome. The discussion about the word Rasse is not a new one in Germany. In fact, last year, four scholars got together to publish the Jena Declaration. In it, they said, the concept of race is the result of racism, not its prerequisite. Now, we just heard a political perspective. It's time now to hear a scientific one. So joining me on the phone is Professor Martin Fisher. He is an evolutionary biologist and one of the authors of the Jena Declaration. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. So I, I know I said we were going to get more scientific, but we first need a little history. The Jena Declaration came out in 2019, 100 years after the death of the zoologist Ernst Haeckel. And some refer to Haeckel as the German Charles Darwin. He was a professor at Jena, uh, your university, and he made very disturbing contributions in this field that still play a role in the discussion on race that we are having now. So can you give a little background on him? I would be bit careful to actually name him the German Darwin. He missed the essentials of Darwin's theory, like evolution by chance and not directional evolution. 
his topic was not so much evolutionary theory, but phylogeny, so reconstruction of the tree of life. And this brings us to the point where he entered into the debate of race. Heckel ordered all human beings into two categories. Think of what two categories you, if you would have to order all humans on this earth into two categories, what would you use? Some would use probably skin colors like white and non-white. Others would use like body size, small or long or whatever. No, he took, imagine, the structure of the hair. He divided all humans being into woolly-haired and straight hairs. And then from this on, he had a basic distinction of humankind. And then he built up a genealogical tree of humans, of 10 to 12 different human, what he called races, sometimes he even called them species. And guess who's on top? You are in Berlin. Prussians, okay? So he, for the first time, gave a hierarchical ordering of what people call races. And of course, the so-called very low ones are very primitive, and the high ones are the evolved ones. So he brought this idea of low and high via tree of life thinking into modern racism. So now bringing this into the 21st century, you uh, published this Jena Declaration. Can you sum up what, what you did in this? So our intention was to set an end mark to the discussion of biologically based racism. Since more than 200 years, biological arguments were used, and even arguments from modern genetics were used, to argue that these people are different from those people and that these, in quotation mark, races are different from those races. And so we carefully went into this, and we've been evolutionary biologists. Then a very famous Max Planck director, Johannes Krause, who actually was the one who discovered the genome of the Neanderthalians and so on, He gave all the new insights from uh, genomics, so not only genetics, but genomics, so it's the total of genes. And we came up with the only possible argument that there are 3.2 billion different base pairs. This is where the DNA is built up. And not one indicates a race. So there's no genetic base for racism, there's no biological base for racism, and we want to have this clear statement, and this is why it was presented at the opening of the annual meeting of the German Zoological Society, because it's also that the German Zoological Society is now realizing that it's necessary to really set a point and to distance all zoologists from these biologically used terms. 
And these are not only used by right-wing people, but many different people. They use biological arguments, even in sports. If you think that some people say, okay, there is a Jamaican gene for sprinters and there is uh, for long-distance runners from Kenya, they are genetically determined to become uh, uh, long-distance runners. This has never been proven, and all scientific articles on this cannot support this. Okay? This is contradicted by science. And we want to make clear that we have to stop this. I'm curious, you who studied, spent so much of your life for studying evolutionary biology, when did you decide this was something that seemed wrong, that this concept that there are different races? Personally, uh, I'm teaching human evolution since almost 25 years. So I'm lecturing once a year on, even, on, on human evolution. And from the beginning, I contradicted the idea of races. So this is something which among us, most of us zoologists, is widespread. But then we realized that the community outside and the social community, and especially in the last years, they had like a drawback to biological arguments which we thought were gone 80 years ago. But obviously, it's like subcutaneously they were present all the time, and now people use them again. And this, unfortunately, has been like, like a sort of provocation to us zoologists to react. And then final question. Um, of course, the Yena Declaration comes into play in, you know, talking about Rasa in a biological context. Of course, during the show, we're talking about this current discussion in the context of the Greens' proposal to remove the word yeah. from Germany's constitution. Do you have an opinion on that? So I guess you can imagine what opinion I personally have on this. But I want to make a clear statement that Rasse in our constitution was a word protecting minorities in 49 and later. So it's very important not to lose this context. So we have to have people from law, we have from ethics, from all different disciplines to discuss this. To take away the biological argument is one stone in this mosaic of, of arguments. But we need a very strong consensus of this, and this is far beyond what a poor zoologist can actually have. Okay, unfortunately we have to leave it there. Um, Professor Martin Fisher is a zoologist at the University of Jena and a co-author of the Jena Declaration. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. You're listening to Studio Berlin here on 104.1 FM, KCRW Berlin. We're taking a short break, and when we come back, a linguist and a sociologist will weigh in on this debate. Stay with us. I'm Todd Zwillick. We named 1A after the First Amendment. It's for everybody especially the curious. And because things are rarely black and white, 1A brings you all the colors. 
Join me weekdays and keep listening to this NPR station throughout the day. Tune into 1A weekdays at 4 on 104.1 KCRW Berlin. I'm Marco Werman, host of The World. Our reporters and producers are following events in every time zone. Their contacts include doctors, epidemiologists, and public policy experts. Get the facts. Be prepared. Be informed. Listen to The World. Tuesday through Saturday at 9 a.m. on KCRW Berlin. Welcome back to Studio Berlin. Today on the show, we've been talking about the Greens' proposal to take out the word Rasse, or in English, race, out of Germany's constitution. Joining me now is Natasha Kelly. She is a sociologist with a focus in colonialism and feminism. She is also the creator of the documentary and book Millie's Awakening, in which she interviewed eight fellow Black German women about their art and what it's like living in a white German majority society. Welcome, Natasha. Hello. Also with us is Anatol Stefanovich. He is a linguist and professor at the Freie Universität, the Free University here in Berlin. Welcome. Hi, Sylvia. Great to have you both with us. Uh, Natasha, I want to start with you. You recently wrote for the daily newspaper Tats about the Greens' proposal to remove Rasse from Germany's basic law, and you're against it. So why? What are your main concerns? Well, first of all, I think uh, it's just a too quick, non-thought-through proposal at the stage of where we are right now in this whole racism debate in Germany, which differs from other European or international contexts. That's the first most important thing. I think by erasing race, and this is my main argument, is that the whole social category race goes missing. It's obvious that there are no biological races, but the whole biological idea of race or Rasse in German had an effect on social life. So I think the move should be uh, more to redesign the concept as a social category, because that's the way it still is in effect, other than erasing it. Interesting. Okay. And um, Anatole, you look at the debate from a linguistic perspective. What do you think of the Greens' proposal? Well, I would agree that it's not entirely thought through. And obviously, you know, nobody has been really consulted about this, either from people who might uh, be affected by this. You know, from a linguistic perspective, we could say if you use a word like race or rasse in a sentence, you have an existential presupposition that goes with it, namely the idea that whatever this word refers to actually exists. And I would agree with Natasha that, especially in the German discourse, um, you know, the German discourse around race is very underdeveloped. And so it's, you know, it, it, it's a term with a terrible history, but it's also a term that that we would have to discuss in much more detail. And uh, to get rid of it might be too early because we we might uh, deprive ourselves of the of, of an important trigger for the kind of debate that we would have to have. You know, just before the break, we talked with an evolutionary biologist on this topic who says, you know, there's only one human race, so therefore the term rasa is dangerous in science, has a dangerous history. So do you think that it's possible, or how do you suggest that we we do separate what rasa means in a biological sense from this more linguistic, legal, political, social contract that you mentioned? I think that um, this is exactly where we need the racial turn. This is what I'm actually demanding. The racial turn, first of all, focuses on the process of changing the meaning and not on the result of erasing race. 
And during this process, we need, for example, institutionalization of race relations, anti-racist research, etc. All these things don't even take place in Germany. So it's like we're taking a huge leap over all the things that need to be done just to get to an end result that is not going to make our situation as black people living in Germany or any other group that is is racialized better in any way. It's actually making our social realities invisible, which has grown out of the historic idea that there were biological races. And by just erasing that, this idea is not going to go away because there are still real racists that believe in that. And Anatole, can you give us a little more context on how this word Rasse, race, has been used in Germany's past? The word Rasse has a history that, that's also different from the English word race, of course, because, uh, because you know, uh, German racism Uh, Völkischer Rassismus, the kind of national socialist uh, concept of race, uh, is so much more narrow than what um, conceptualizations of race have been in other contexts. And so the specific kinds of racism that you've had in German history uh, are also much narrower or they've been targeted against a much broader range of people on the other side, you could say. And um, in a sense, in, in this entire history, biology has been used you know, as a rhetorical device sometimes to justify uh, this inclusion and exclusion. But I don't think even, probably not even the National Socialists actually believed that they had very good biological science. Uh, certainly if somebody had shown them that their science was wrong, this wouldn't have stopped them from from pursuing their goals of uh, their idea of racial purity. Yeah, and if I can add to that, another example is gender. You know, mm. we have the category Geschlecht, in in the constitution which is defined also as a biological category and we know now that there are not only two sexes and the word gender has arrived in everyday life there's we talk about gender studies in institutions we talk about gender gender identity so the whole social construction of this category has become reality and is used in research in science uh, in in everyday life And also what we need to take into consideration is intersectionality, that none of these categories work on their own or operate on their own. So if we look, think about black women, we're in an intersectional option of race and gender working at the same time, or black female Muslims, race, gender, and religion working at the same time. So how are we going to get to that if we erase race? So there are a large number of groups that are affected by um, erasing race from the Constitution, not only black people, but every group that is, is racialized, every group that is at standing at an intersectional um, yeah, junction, if you want. There's a multi-complexity about this word. It's not only about um, the understanding of it formally being a biological category. That is not enough, and this argument is not strong enough to actually really seriously want to erase this from the constitution. No. Anatole, what, what do you think about the terms that are being floated uh, to replace the word Rasse in Germany's constitution? I mean, there's no good alternative. What the Greens themselves have suggested is to say, replace it by something like um, a, a ban on racist discrimination. But 
you, you have to find evidence, you have to show evidence then of somebody's motivation that, that they wanted to act in a racist way, whereas if you externalize it and use a social category or a social historical category that has also been used in biology, it's much, you know, you don't have to worry so much about what the person was thinking because you can say, we know which groups of people have been racialized and if these people are discriminated against... Uh, we can do something about it. We don't have to focus so much on the intentions of the person doing the discrimination. Uh, another suggestion is to replace it by something like ethnic minority. I mean, that's a, th that's what's been done in many other documents in Germany, ethnische Minderheiten, which if you just use it as a replacement for race, uh, doesn't actually solve the problem at all because it's, first of all, it's just a misuse of what the word ethnic means. And second of all, you're using it for the exact same weird mixture of um you know, cultural distinctions that are drawn at the social level and then given biological um, underpinnings. So I, I think as long as nobody can suggest a really good alternative, uh, this isn't something we should even be discussing. And uh, Natasha, you um, pointed out in your article that it's problematic when it's uh, white people who are kind of at the center of this debate who are pushing for this. And you made some concrete suggestions in your article about how we can move away from that. So can you share some of uh, those ideas? Yeah, this is exactly what I mean with the racial turn. First of all, white people were at the, the highest ranked race, if you want to put it that way, especially in, in national socialism, the idea of the Aryan, which doesn't even exist. We all know that. But fact is, it had an effect on the social level, and it still has today, which is portrayed or reflected, for example, in whiteness. Yeah, that um, people have privilege through their whiteness that maybe only in the in the recent debates a lot of people are understanding how whiteness privileges you in this society. So that is a real social effect that, that has grown out of this idea of people being racialized or categorized in races in a German context as well. So we need this process, this turn, this change, um, which which is um, in form of institutionalization of of um, black knowledge, of uh, race relations, of um, anti-racism research. We do not have um, anti-racist research in Germany. It's always like located in the context of integration and migration. But anti-racism research needs to be independent of that because, for example, um, black Germans cannot be categorized through their so-called migration background. We're erased from these concepts. So to say, okay, we'll just add on top of integration and migration, put a little bit of racism research into that is not going to serve, solve the problem either. So this is actually time that we need to work with to develop and to, to an understanding of the sociality of um, not only race, but also of racism as an ideology, which actually led to the, the biological definition of races and not the other way around. This is also often a misunderstanding in Germany. The ideology is still there, even if we erase race. Well, I know there is a lot more to say on this, and I wish we could go on for longer, but unfortunately, we are out of time. Natasha Kelly is an author and sociologist who focuses on feminism and colonialism, and Anatol Stevanovich is a linguist and teaches at the Freie Universität. Thank you both for joining me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for tuning in to Studio Berlin. Remember that you can always connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KCRW Berlin. We would love to hear from you. 
I'm your host, Sylvia Cunningham. Have a good week. <laughs>